This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 172 of the show, and we are truly so thankful for the way you awesomes support us in so many ways all year long. This is just a quick reminder that a super easy way that you can support Sorta Awesome and our very awesome Hangout community is by shopping Amazon through our affiliate link. When you go to sortaawesomeshow.com slash awesome, it's going to take you straight to the homepage of Amazon. Every purchase you make when you use that link drops a few pennies into our tip jar and also The best news is it doesn't cost you a dime. So while you're doing your holiday shopping this year, we would so appreciate it if when you're headed over to Amazon anyway, if you remember to use our link, sortaawesomeshow.com slash Amazon. All right, this is episode 172 of Sorta Awesome. I am joined this week by my dear sister, my best friend for as long as I can remember, and sort of awesome regular, Emily Harris. Hi, Emily. Hi, sister. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. One of us has a big announcement to make this week, and we are going to get to all of that here in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. This is the moment in the show where we share with you all the Awesomes about, oh, you know, the books, TV shows, movies, podcasts, products, whatever it is that is making life a little bit more awesome for us right now. So Emily, I can't wait to hear what you brought for your Awesome of the Week this week. All right. So it's a big one. My Awesome of the Week is a new laptop. Oh my gosh, that is a big one. <laughs> That's making mine feel pretty insignificant right now. <laughs> so Christmas came early for me. Um, ah. I bought a new, the new MacBook Air on Friday. Uh-huh. It is the newest model that just came out recently. Oh, dang. Nice. Now, you know that... A couple months ago, we had to give back, all of the teachers in my district had to give back the MacBooks that we had 
Right. The contract with Apple was too expensive. I can't really remember the details. I just know I was mad. Irene, it was like a devastating development in your life, which I understand. I mean, I switched to a MacBook in 2012, I think. And I I can't, the girls have a PC for their gaming computer. And every time I try to do something on there, I'm like, I'm in a different country. I don't understand how any of this works. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So... They gave us these, you know, PC laptops and I just, I could not get, you know, just like we were, you were just saying, I couldn't get used to it. And a big part of, you know, what I do as an art teacher is, you know, I gather images and really honestly, like the I operating system is really the only thing that I can use mm, yeah. for my job. So yeah. My yeah. boyfriend is just the best boyfriend ever, and he gave this to me as an early Christmas present. I mean, that's going to be like Hall of Fame level Christmas gift right there. Were you so surprised? Yes, because I had asked for, I don't know if I told you this, but I had asked for just like a refurbished one. Yeah, and I, I mean... Heard- like Amazon and eBay and showed him, you know, what I wanted. And we were, we just happened to be at Best Buy on Friday. And uh, he was like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to get this. <laughs> I was oh like, my God. I was just like so surprised and floored and just so, so happy. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Good news, Awesomes. If a new MacBook is not in your Christmas budget this year, your holiday budget this year, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my awesome of the week, um, is available. It's very low cost, or it may even be free if you have Spotify or other music streaming services, because it is a brand new Advent and Christmas album from a recording artist that you may have heard of, Matt Marr. He has a brand new album that just came out. And I love this album so much, Emily, because first of all, I love his voice. He does he does mostly like Christian contemporary music stuff. I love his style. He's pretty fantastic. And I really appreciate this album because it doesn't get just like right into Christmas. It also has some very Advent themed songs on it, which oh, that's perfect you know, for you. Yes. For those of us who celebrate Advent, it can be a little bit tricky to find songs to kind of get you in that Advent mood. I mean, as this episode drops, it is just days away from the official beginning of Advent, the season in the Christian church's liturgical calendar that leads up to Christmas. I love Advent. It is truly one of my favorite parts of the liturgical calendar. It's the beginning of the new year for the church, and I love this season so much. However, if you have ever looked for music that specifically you wanted to kind of get into the right mindset of Advent, you pretty much could listen to like, Oh, come, Oh, come Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I really love this album. It has um, some really beautiful classic songs like Gabriel's message. Love came down to Bethlehem. And then it does mix in a few Christmassy songs. Like he has a lovely kind of jazzy version of Jingle Bells that's on here. It's so fun. Of course, Okomo Coming Manual is on here. Emily, I have to tell you that there is a song called Always Carry You that features Ms. Amy Grant. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> that Christmas album of hers. That's yep. probably one of my favorite albums of all time. So yeah, Amy Grant's Christmas album, which featured the song Tennessee Christmas, yes. which I've never spent Christmas in Tennessee, but dad gave it that song. Sure that sounds nice. I, <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, Amy Grant singing Christmassy songs, like that is the essence of Christmas Absolutely. for me. So, so, I mean, I did not know that she was on one of the songs on this album when I started listening to it. And I, when I got to that song, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my this is amazing. So, yes. Um, anyway, like I said, it's Matt Marr. Uh, the, the whole album is called The Advent of Christmas. You could buy it, of course, in CD format or on iTunes. I have been listening to it on Spotify. Um, we invest in the Spotify premium subscription because all of us listen to music so much in our house that it's well worth it to have ad-free um, streaming music. So it has been so great to have um, a brand new, fresh album to kind of get into that Advent mindset. And again, lots of Christmas fun sprinkled in on this one too. So I highly, highly recommend. This is definitely the time of year where lots of people start asking like, what playlists are you listening to? We have some amazing awesomes who are masters of the playlist who have been sharing some of the links to their playlists that they're creating. So if you're in the hangout group, definitely look for those playlists. So, all right. Those are our awesomes of the week this week. As always, every single Friday, we ask you guys to share with us what is awesome in your life. One place that you can share that with us is over on Instagram. You can find us at Sorta Awesome Show where we're every Friday collecting your awesomes of the week. And as always, we do that in the Sorta Awesome Hangout group. Open up the floor and ask all of the awesomes to share what's awesome for you right now. And if you have not joined us over there, you can do that at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesomes, if you are anything like me, you know that sometimes it can be a little hard to spend money on yourself. Let me let you in on a little secret for how you can be on trend and with prices so awesome that you're going to forget all about that guilt. The secret is ShoeDazzle.com. With ShoeDazzle.com, I can shop all the hottest trends without breaking the bank and save 30% off retail as a Shoe Dazzle VIP. I've been telling you Shoe Dazzle is the club for the shoe obsessed, but it's not just shoes. Millions of women say Shoe Dazzle is their one-stop shop for all things trendy, including clothing, accessories, and handbags. Whether it's a brand new pair of boots, a cozy, comfy sweater, a darling new handbag, Shoe Dazzle has everything I need for fall and winter. Now, you can shop as a guest or become a VIP. And let me tell you, the VIP membership is by far the best way to go. VIPs save 30% off most retail prices all day, every day. And plus, we get free shipping and free returns. And we have access to tons of other exclusive sales and perks. When you visit the site for the first time, you're given a style quiz so Shoe Dazzle can personalize your shopping experience. So don't forget to select VIP membership at checkout. It's flexible, so each month you can choose to shop or skip the month. Shoe Dazzle releases hot new styles every week, so you'll never wonder, what should I wear again? And good news, awesomes, if you go to ShoeDazzle.com slash awesome now and sign up as a VIP you'll get 50% off of your first order. That's shoedazzle.com slash awesome to get half off of everything on the site. 
Do it today. The hottest styles always sell out fast. Shoedazzle.com slash awesome. All right, Emily, I guess we have a story to tell. some big news to share. I guess a little bit of a content warning, too. We are going to be talking about, as you may have seen from the title of, of this week's episode, we're going to be talking about things that have to do with pregnancy and family and um, all kinds of things. And so just a little bit of a content warning, if this is not the best time for you to listen to and, and be part of a conversation around pregnancy and family and fertility, or maybe if you have little ears that usually listen to Sort of Awesome along with you, but you um, maybe are not quite ready to answer questions about some of these things, maybe, you know, listen to this another time. We're fully giving you permission. If you need to listen to this another time, we totally understand. Um, our story starts when a man and a woman love each other very oh much. Oh my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> Is that how you started telling your girls about how babies, where babies come from? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what I did use though. Use the book. Was I, I did. <laughs> I started with the American Girl Care and Keeping of You book to start talking about body okay, stuff, yeah. which is an amazing yes, book. That's smart. Yes. And we just kind of went from there, but I don't think I started with Amanda and I loving each other very much. It was a little bit more critical than that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. I am going to tell a story that you awesomes who have been listening recently may already know just a little tiny bit of. This goes back a few weeks ago. Uh, when you all may remember, we uh, had to rerun a show from our show archives because I was out sick. Um, I did have bronchitis. It was I was pretty sick with it, but there is a lot more to that story than you all um, knew about at the time as it was happening. So Emily, as you remember that week leading up to me getting that bronchitis diagnosis, I was having some really pretty crazy health symptoms going on. You were. And I was so mad at you. I know. <laughs> it, the, the reason Emily was mad was because like the at the at the peak of these health problems, I was up in the middle of the night deliberating like minutes away from calling 911 because I was like convinced that I was having a heart mm -hmm. attack. Now that part's not funny. Yeah. I mean, when it was actually happening, just, I had not been feeling well at all. I just had been so, so tired and also had a lot of stress going on, um, just like some family stuff. And so in the middle of the night, this was like on a Sunday night, I was having crazy heart palpitations. My left arm was like tingling and felt like it was on fire. I mean, I was like on Google and like, completely convinced this is it. I'm actually, I actually am a woman having a heart attack. And I was like reading all of this stuff. Scaring yourself. Maybe the, yeah. Maybe the middle of the night isn't the best time to read about women and heart right. disease. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I was really sick. And so um, I didn't call 911. I didn't, I didn't really want to make that much of a fuss about it, but the next day, so the next day was Monday and I got up and took the kids to school as usual. And then, um, and I had told Kyle, um, actually woke him up in the middle of the night and was like, I don't think we need to call 911, but here's everything that's happening. So after I dropped the kids off at school that Monday morning, I came home and I have said this many times on the show. Anybody who knows me knows that I am not a, I'm not a napper. I'm not a good daytime sleeper. I don't like naps. 
They make me feel weird and discombobulated. You never have light to naps. No, I'm not, I'm not a napper. Yeah. I like an early bedtime. Right. right. But I'm not a good napper. So um, I came home and crawled back under the covers and promptly slept for like four hours straight and did like did not move to the point where Kyle, who is like my INTJ, Enneagram 5, very – it's difficult to get him worked up about something. Mm-hmm. He was like – he finally came in and woke me up after four hours. He was like, I don't – should I take you to the doctor right now? I don't know what's right. happening. I'm a little bit freaked out. Anyway, we go through the rest of the day. I'm trying to convince myself that everything's fine. This is when you got mad at me. You were so like, please mad. just go. I was, I was even telling my friends at school, Megan, like, my sister won't go to the doctor and she needs to. There's something wrong with her. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. Okay. So next day, time for school drop off. I couldn't even get off the couch. And again, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking this whole time, like, this is, this is like actually happening. Mm-hmm. I really do have like heart disease or like some kind of major something is wrong with me because I had never felt this bad before. And again, this the heart palpitations were continuing, shortness of breath, all of these things. So I couldn't get off the couch to take our kids to school. So Kyle thankfully had was has a flexible enough schedule he could take the kids. So he did. And I was starting to have that heart palpitation thing happening again. And I decided I'd go upstairs from our living room and go up the stairs and go get back in bed. And when I got to the top of the stairs, I fainted. Oh, my goodness. Which has never, I've never fainted, passed out, nothing in my whole right. life. And I I was like. <laughs> Did it scare you so bad? It, yeah, it scared me. It scared me. But also, again, I was like so convinced like something huge was happening. I was like. This is how I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have an anxious mind, as you know, you kind of do go to those spots, you know? So I called Kyle when I, so right, I fainted, but like right as I kind of like fell onto the Wait, landing at the top of our stairs. At the time? No, he was still, he was oh, still doing kid drop off. I never knew that part of the story. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. He was doing kiddo drop off. Um, I called him and was like, I just passed out. And he was like, don't move. Mm-hmm. Don't move. I'll be there yeah. in a minute. So he came home, got me, um, took me to the emergency room. So in the emergency room, they start running all the tests, the EKG and tons of blood work. And the doctor comes in and he is like, your heart's fine. So relax about that. But he was really concerned that I might have a blood clot. And I was like, well, I hadn't even thought right. about a blood clot. That's another thing I get to worry about. Thanks. Thanks, Doc. Yes. <laughs> so he wanted to um, do a CT scan. He's like, before we do that, we really just have, we got to run some blood work. We need to run a pregnancy test, make sure you're not pregnant because we wouldn't do the CT scan. And I just kind of want to look at some numbers and blah, blah, blah. So again, they take a ton of blood and, you know, I'm in a room in the ER and we're waiting and they come and um, some uh, nurses from the like, radiology come and walk me back for what I thought was a CT scan. I've never had a CT mm-hmm. scan. Uh, they do the thing. They take me back to my room. And I was like, so it says on the board that CT scans are taking about um, two hours to get the results. Is that right? And the nurse looked at me like, <laughs> so weird. She was like, you didn't have a CT scan. That was just a chest x-ray. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's me being awkward and embarrassing myself in the ER. I could do it anywhere. Don't worry about it. I could do it anywhere. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's all like 
high tech stuff. So I don't blame yes. you. <laughs> anyway, I was like, well, that's weird because I know he said that he wanted to do a CT scan because again, you know, in my anxious mind, I'm like, well, now obviously I have a right. blood clot. Um, and so she was like, well, I don't know. It just, I, all I know is it says in your orders to do a chest x-ray. Okay. So, oh, I forgot. I'm, very big part of the story is after they took all of the blood and like this whole team left the ER uh, room that we were in and Kyle, of course it was there with me. He said, um, I have two predictions. Number one, you have a virus or an infection of some kind. And number two, mm-hmm. you're pregnant. And I was like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx us. Uh, well, lo and behold, here comes the doctor back in after a while. He's like, hey, I just wanted to kind of like loop you in on some stuff. <laughs> you did not, the reason we didn't do the CT scan, uh, we, you know, we ran your blood th- work through. And as it turns out, um, you're pregnant. And then he just like kept right. talking. Telling like, you everything else about ever, all the other results. Yeah, like, la, 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 right. la, la. I just like turned into like, I don't know, mumbo jumbo because I was like having an right, out of body right. experience. <laughs> And I look over at Kyle, and that fool is over there just grinning, <laughs> completely of beaming. Of course he was. Oh my gosh. So he kind of left us with that, and he's like, you do have bronchitis and a pretty bad case of it, which was so weird. And I've said this, but like, I have never had bronchitis where I didn't have like a crazy right. hacking cough. You know? Not one that makes you pass out on the stairs. Right. Yes. Well, apparently there was other well, yeah. things, you know, causing some respiratory yeah. distress um, and dysfunction. So anyway, Kyle and I are like sitting there processing this whole thing. I mean, also, I, I cannot really convey to you all how awful I felt and how awful I right. looked. So my best friend, Catherine, I had texted her just that we were headed to the ER at this hospital. She shows up like three minutes after the doctor leaves her <laughs> after telling us this. She looks at me and she's like, dear God, what's, what's, what's wrong? the diagnosis? I look so, yeah. So I, you know, I was like, well, I'm pregnant. And she was like, what? I mean, this is, so, so begins right. the theme. Of and everybody told you. What? what? It's, there's yeah. an echo still <laughs> hanging somewhere over Oklahoma. What? <laughs> So, yeah, I called you later. Eventually, we, you know, people who knew that I had been quite sick, we started making some phone calls to say, as it turns out, right, no heart disease. Thank goodness. That was really, it's, it's easy for me to laugh about right now, but I am telling you, I'm sure you were scared to death. I really was. I was so, um, I was so convinced that there was something very, very deeply wrong with my health that in a sense, like finding out, oh, you're pregnant um, at 41 um, was like, okay. I mean, whoa, but also I got this. Did you have a little bit of like, oh, I got this. Like, this is my. No, not in, not in the first moment. I was pretty, pretty well freaked out. Just like. So surprised, but then Kyle's sitting over there the whole time. Like right. I knew it, I totally knew it. Which he—he's so intuitive, though. Like he is—he does this all the time. He calls things. Like he just knows. Yeah. yeah. 
He's the most intuitive person. I am the opposite mm-hmm. of that. I'm a highly empathetic right. person. Like I can feel your emotions alongside you, but my intuition is terrible. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, so then that, like I said, and like this episode is titled, that's how I told right. you, my well, sister. And, that and just, I, just so our listeners know, when you told me that you had a positive pregnancy test, I was like, well... I was just wanted to brush that information aside. Like, I don't care about the false pregnancy. Obviously, there's something wrong with the pregnancy test. Like, tell me why you're really, what's really going on. And and that was like the whole thing was that I was like, oh, oh, it was not a false pregnancy yeah. test. It was, no, uh, it was, it was actually positive. It was positive by blood work, right. which is, you know, generally pretty ad- right. accurate. And also, I didn't know this at the time. They did come back and do another blood draw on me. They actually ran the test twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just to make sure. Just in case they thought you didn't believe them or something. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, oh, my gosh. Um, that was that will go down in history as the most expensive pregnancy yes. test ever. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So yes. So there's that. So I am pregnant. We are expecting, um, hopefully if all goes according to plan. Yes. Thank you. If all goes according to plan and if God wills it, then probably late June of 2019, Mm -hmm. we'll add another child to Mm -hmm. this family. So I did loop in um, this happy news to our uh, superstar supporters of the show. They are definitely the people who hear things first. And also we often ask them to help us kind of produce the show. So I asked them, guys, what questions do you think people will have as we share this news um, with the whole sort of awesome audience? So they were always have fantastic questions when we kind of put out the call for questions. So Emily's going to really stand in. She's going to channel her inner Oprah and take over as the interviewer here. But we've got about like, not like 10 questions. I, you know, I love a list of 10. We do lots of lists of 10 around here. So we've got 10 questions. Emily's going to kind of walk us through some of this. Here we go. I think probably one of the biggest questions I had was, did you tell the kids and how did they react? We did tell the kids that day when we found out again, simply because everyone was quite worried about me. Um, AJ knew that I had fainted because Kyle was doing um, elementary drop-off when I called and said this happened. And so everybody was pretty worried. So we went ahead and told the girls um, because we just didn't want them to be worried. We wanted to be like, well, yeah, as it turns out, yeah, happy news. Sure. <laughs> so we did tell the big girls that night and um, they're very mm-hmm. excited. They're super excited. AJ probably now, just as a reminder, AJ is our 11 year old daughter. She is the most okay. thrilled, oh, I yes. think. You know what is so funny? I could have sworn and would have believed that she would have remembered a lot of this stuff from when I was pregnant with the twins. She was four turned five when I was pregnant with the twins. And, you know, she was super into them, super into the whole, the pregnancy and the, and the babies Mm -hmm. and everything. So 
I was under the impression that she remembered all of that, but she's like, no, I don't remember any of it. She said, I remember holding them in the hospital and I remember when we brought them home, but that was like all she remembered. So she is very, very excited. I just visited over Thanksgiving break. She is here for all of it. She definitely is. She's like, I want to hold the baby. I want to hold the baby during church. When the baby cries during church, I'll take the baby out. She's like, I'll get up in the middle of the night. And I was like, honey, no. (laughs) Hold her to that. Girl, no. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Um, Daisy's excited. Now, here's here's the funny thing. Daisy does remember a lot of my pregnancy with the twins and the newborn phase with them. And so she's like cautiously excited. She does remember how hard it was on me. So she's a little bit more worried about mama. And, you know, here's the thing too, you and I have talked about this middle schoolers very age appropriately, very developmentally appropriately are really focused on themselves and what's happening in their world. Egocentric in a, you know, like in the classical sense of the word. And that's really been the case with Daisy. Like, I think that she probably forgets that I'm pregnant. (laughs) Now I don't like to, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean, but Daisy is probably like one of the smartest airheads (laughs) I have ever. (laughs) I love the girl. I love her. She is just like her mother. She is so empathetic. No, I, I don't mean you're an airhead. I'm so sorry. No, it's true. I can be quite ditzy. Let's all be honest well, with ourselves. What I mean by she's so much like her mother is that she is really empathetic towards other people. But also yes. she's yes, yes, yes. very, very smart, smart girl who sometimes loses her phone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she loses everything yes. on the daily. So anyway, um, they're excited. Daisy more cautiously. Sure. So plus, it's so weird. Daisy will be fourteen when they're born. I don't even, I cannot even compute or understand that kind of age difference. Now the twins are excited. Mac of the two of them is definitely more um, yes. in his own world. So he kind of knows. But John Kyle, holy yeah. Moses, he talks about the baby uh-huh. all the time. He is very. Very, very interested in why my tummy isn't getting bigger, bigger, right. bigger yet. And also, <laughs> he's like, when's your tummy getting bigger, bigger, bigger? <laughs> and also, how's the baby coming out? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Before we knew I was pregnant, but like recently, oh, gosh, you know how family yes. talk is. We were talking, I, I don't even know how this came up. We were talking about babies and how babies come out. And AJ had said, well, when you were born and when I was born, the doctor cut cut mommy's tummy open and got got us out. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, so he's very preoccupied when the doctor cuts the belly open and gets the baby out. A couple of weeks ago, or actually it was just last week, they were sick. They both actually had bronchitis. So I'd taken them into the doctor. And while they were waiting for the doctor to come in and, and do their exam and stuff, uh, John Kyle was like, okay. He's like, I was telling him, okay, we're going to, they're going to look in your ears, remember? And they're going to want to look at your throat, listen to your chest. And he's like, and then the doctor will cut my belly and get the baby out. <laughs> I was like, no, I think he said, cut the belly, cut the belly, cut the, cut belly, the belly, get the baby out, cut the belly. <laughs> 
he's very hung up on that yeah, part oh, yes. of this whole oh, he situation. Verified that information so. with me last week. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, did he really? Yes. Go to the doctor, and you cut the baby out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So anyway. So yes, the kids know, and I would say they're generally excited. So now, you know, I hate to get personal, but I mean we're talking about pregnancy. Well, okay? here we are. Here we now, are. That's fine. Obviously, Kyle, you know, Kyle didn't have the snip snip. You didn't have anything done. Were you thinking like mm-hmm. I mean, I think in some in some way, in your wildest dreams, you never thought you would have twins. So oh, definitely. Is there any part of you or is there a big part of you that thought, I will never have five kids? Like, that's so many. Because we grew up as the family of four I mean, kids. That's the thing. So just starting right there, I did grow up in a family of four kids, four kids born yeah. in six years. So just like a big old mess of kids. I mean, just to be honest, as a person, as a woman and as a wife and a mother going into starting a family, I did not, I really had no interest in having right. four kids. Um, I was perfectly happy with having mm-hmm. our two girls. I you know, was like, you know, we have two amazing daughters. Like I could have been happy with that. Now, Kyle came from a family of two kids. Um, now they had, his mother had a lot of pregnancy losses in between his older sister and him. Um, but, but in his larger extended family, my late father-in-law was one of eight kids in that family of origin. And so they, he grew up with tons, like it was very common and just like normal and ordinary to have lots of siblings and lots of cousins running like big family life. And in the background was very normal for him. Um, you know, so when we decided, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's try for a boy. Um, and then when we had twins, um, I mean, it was just so unexpected. It took me, I think that in a lot of ways, a lot of my struggles through that pregnancy and, and through postpartum depression was, I just was having a really hard time to coming around to having four kids. Um, now, Having said that, as you said, and we've even talked about this on past episodes, like way, if you go way back in the, yeah. in the stacks, in the archives, um, we have never, neither of us ever felt a sense of like peace about having anything right. permanent done. You know, people, women talk about having that sense of like, okay, our family is complete. I can now just like, this is it. This mm-hmm. is our little family. And I can truly say that neither of us, probably the reason we never really felt a sense of peace about doing anything permanent is neither of us really had that thing this of like, it. okay, this is right. for sure it. Now on paper, of course it would, you would think that it would be, we have two girls and two boys and it just everything yeah. kind of fell into place. But yeah. So I wouldn't say that we were thinking, oh, you know, Maybe we'll have five kids or six kids, or maybe we'll, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? But it was just like this big open-ended thing. Well, then we became Catholic, um, and part of Catholic theology and understanding of marriage is that one of the end purposes of marriage is the creation of life, is this true openness Mm -hmm. to life. Um, We had been practicing, we have practiced Mm -hmm. natural family planning since 
Casey was an infant. So for like sure. over 13 years, um, I know how it now, works. Wait, now, wait a minute. Are you sure? Because now uh, let me, I, I actually have not asked you this question. <laughs> if it's too personal, we can just edit it out. Right. <laughs> Okay. Were y'all practicing? Like, did, were you just off on your account or? Well, but here's the thing. I knew that that cycle that month before uh-huh. it was wonky. I didn't trust my measurements and like my charting. I was like, this mm-hmm. can't be right because it was just weird. It was just an off month. I, again, I've been charting and, and keeping track of these things for yeah. literally years I had a good sense of what was going on that particular month. It just was like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't calculate this mm-hmm. fertility window right. But at the same time, we weren't, you know, as we think about natural family planning, people go through phases of obviously trying to conceive um, a new baby, but then sometimes there's phases of trying right. to avoid pregnancy. And we were kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, here's another part of it. I was like, Kyle's 43, I'm 41. I mean, surely at some point things start to, you know. What is the word? What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like, well, like you have less point, eggs things, and less sperm the older you get. Yeah, like it's just sure. It's like biologically that eventually your body's like, well, right. You right. missed your chance. You yeah. know, I don't know. So we were not being super mm-hmm. stringent. I was keeping track, but I was really thinking like, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting old. Like, I don't think that I have to be as stringent about yeah. keeping track as I was when we were younger. Um, so all of that to say, like that's that fertility phase came and went and then I went on with life and was the day that I was in the hospital was the day before I was supposed right. to start my new cycle. You weren't even, so it wasn't even I on had, your radar been, that you, you weren't late. No, or, like I yeah. had, no, I had, it was not late. I right. had missed a day, which is so weird because my last, my other pregnancies, I was like, what, what's the five day, you know, like trying sure. to get the five day test it's five right. days before you're supposed to start, take the test. I was always like on it and it was right. not on my right. radar at all. Um, and I just, I mean, I had no reason to even, like I, like you said, I wasn't even late. I had no reason to suspect yeah. anything was going on. So anyway, um, I will say, you know, in, in a sense, I feel like a little, it's a little, it feels embarrassing in, in some ways. Like, just like I have like, I should know how to do this. Like, 13 years of doing natural well, family planning. Okay, you like, say seriously. that. But, like, I know this is so cliche, but, like, if you were meant to have a fifth child, you were meant to right. have a fifth child. Yes. What's yes. I think that's it's very fate, true. Whatever I you do... want to call it, it's God, it's, you know, all of those things. Yeah. I have found a lot of peace in that idea that we sort of had our mm-hmm. plans and our ideas about what the future might look like. And God right. had a different plan. And I genuinely do believe his plan is always better. I mean, when I think back on mm-hmm. the twins and that we were not planning to have twins, obviously, and then we, I, I wasn't even planning to have four kids ever. Now I look at the twins and I'm like, I can't, they are a delight I mean, of my life. I cannot imagine life without either of them. Just, no. Well, life complete. So, totally. yeah. So I'm, I have been able to find just a sense of peace and like, okay, this is, 
I mean, this really does align with our faith and our, um, you know, view on just being open oh to new life coming into our family, yeah. whatever happens. I mean, I think that's a big thing. Now at 41, here I am in my fourth pregnancy, fifth baby, I genuinely can say like, you know, something happens and we're, if we lose this pregnancy um, or if it, you know, whatever, if something completely unexpected happens, I can truly appreciate and appreciate is not even close to being strong enough of a word, but I can truly treasure the fact that like we created a new eternal Mm -hmm. soul. Absolutely. You know, the whole idea of like new life coming from two people who love each other very much. (laughs) (laughs) From a man and a woman. Yes. Yes. Um, It genuinely just feels so much more real to me, which again, you would think like, okay, I've been doing this for a while. I don't know. It just, I, I treasure it with, and I appreciate it with a, realness right. that I have not in the past. And so, so right. that's a thing. Oh, that's very sweet. Very sweet. Okay. Now I know what a lot of people are wondering. And and actually, I'm gonna, <laughs> you remember the day that you told me you were pregnant, I had my yearly appointment. And yes. I told my doctor the whole story. And you know what the first thing she said yes. was? Oh my gosh, what if it's oh, twins no. again? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what? I don't know. <laughs> now, are you sure it's just one? Like, what's the story behind? Yeah. Well, here's the funny story. Um, We did go in for our, uh, an ultrasound. Um, The nice thing about having advanced maternal age is that they tend to get you, get you yeah. in to take a look early. So we go in for an ultrasound. This was when I was seven weeks and the ultrasound tech is, you know, doing like all the usual, like if you've been pregnant before, you know, they look at some other stuff first, like your ovaries and other stuff. So then she kind of zeroes in on the baby and she knew that we had twins because I told her I'm back at the same clinic um, here in Oklahoma city that I had the twins at. And so I was telling her, you know, like this was, they do the ultrasounds in the um, maternal fetal medicine department. I was like, I have spent a lot of time here because I had identical twins and I was here a lot. So we've been talking and laughing about that. So anyway, she's zooming in on the baby and just like, Hmm, just trying to, just trying to get a good angle here. And she's just like moving it all around. And, um, I was like, so do you think there's one mm-hmm. or more? <laughs> she was like, she was like quiet for a minute and she was like, I think that there's one, but I have never in all the ultrasounds I've done had to say, oh I my goodness. <laughs> and Kyle's like laughing, oh, like a crazy is. hysterical laugh of like, what's <laughs> happening right now? Um, so she thinks that there's one, she did a, like a heartbeat check and she's like, I'm only hearing one heartbeat. So I think there's one. And then she wanted to hand it off to my OB who also was like, I think there's probably just one. Funny how everybody's <laughs> so, like, you know, they have all of this training and they're like, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's one in there. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. 
So I do get to go back in for uh, an ultrasound with our um, genetic pre-screen that we'll do. Um, again, there's benefits sure. to being an old lady, sure. uh, pregnant lady, because you get to get to uh, have a little bit more attention, which is fun sometimes and, yeah. and sometimes not fun. Um, anyway, when we do that, I'm hopeful that they'll be able to get a little bit better look. I'll be a little bit further along, obviously, and hopefully and- we can confirm. But, you know, I mean, honestly, at first I was like, oh my gosh, if it's twins, I will just, I don't even know. I'll just like have to run away from home. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't, I mean, I right. know I've done right. it already. So eh, sure. it is, it is. Now, are y'all going to find out what it is? Yes. We always find out the gender. We are the people who cannot wait till birth. We will find out at the level two ultrasound, which will be sometime in February. Now, I know that you are not a fan of us waiting all the way until 20 weeks. That seems like so far away from now. Something that they have now that they didn't have when I was pregnant, even with the twins, I feel like, is you can do the like 10 week test. I asked Kyle if he wants to do that. And he was like, no, he really likes, I don't know. There's, I think just because that's what we've done in the past. Right. I could go either way. I was even like, I don't care. We can wait till birth. And he was like, no, we can't do that. And AJ was flipping out at the idea of us waiting until birth. Oh, that, girl, that girl does not like surprises. No. Uh-uh. We have long operated on the theory that it is a surprise when you find out whether you find out in the delivery room or in the ultrasound room. So yep, that's true. later in the winter, hopefully we'll be able to take a peek and see. Are you going to do a gender reveal party? I uh, know. Okay. Too old, too yeah. tired. I'll right. reveal it on social media and that's all you get. <laughs> all you get. So speaking of being advanced maternal age, like what, do, does it feel different? Or are you just kind of like, what? tell me how you're feeling about it. I'm actually pretty much okay with that part. I mean, you know, here's the crazy thing. Technically my twins pregnancy, I was advanced maternal age because I was 35. Right. Um, and then that one turned into a higher risk pregnancy, having identical twins. Um, I will say it's, I, okay. I'm a little bit conflicted about this. I don't mind the extra attention. I just think that that's fun. I don't know. I'm just one of those people that doesn't mind mm-hmm. a little extra attention. I'm actually less concerned about being pregnant in my forties as I am about some other things, some other factors that were not the case when I had my other pregnancies. For example, I uh, am like 50 pounds heavier at my starting weight than I was at any of my other pregnancies, which brings with it a variety of possible health complications. And it's so ironic because this year, 2018, is the year that we as a family, we've gotten like really serious about our food and our eating not serious in the sense of like, we've been really strict, but Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel like in 2018, I finally discovered what foods, what ways of eating, what ways of moving my body feel like so right and so nourishing and so healthy. So I have actually lost from the beginning of the year. I've lost like, I don't know, like 15 pounds or something. Okay. Well, you guys are like almost total, totally keto. I mean, there's like no carbs in your house. Well, 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 you know, there's healthy carbs. Um, we, yes, you know, I'd no s- complex carbs. Yeah. I'd say we're, I would say we're like just kind of like low carb, high protein. 
Yeah. In general. Yeah. Um, so like health wise, it's so weird. Yes, I am 41. But holistically, I actually mm-hmm. feel more healthy now than I did at the start of my other pregnancies when I was in my 20s and 30s. Interesting. Which is weird. But if you just look at me on paper, I'm not mm-hmm. in yeah. good health. So, you know, the, the whole eating habit thing, yeah. you didn't make yourself feel better and you do. So, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah. I picked up, there is a new book out. It's been so fun and interesting to see all of these new things that have come out in the past, you know, gosh, Five years. Six, six years, I guess, since I was pregnant with the twins, you know. Yeah. Um, but I picked up a really great book called Real Food for Pregnancy. Um, it's by a nutritionist named Lily Nichols, and she really takes this approach uh, really along the lines of what I have discovered to be true eating wise in terms of eating, um, whole foods and getting enough protein in and cutting out sugar and simple carbohydrates and those types of things. Uh, I got it. She has meal plans in there. Um, she has suggestions for getting through first trimester, you know, upset tummy, And it's been really helpful and very validating to be like, okay, you know what? On paper, I can see how a doctor would look at me and be like, "Uh -uh, you've got some, we got some issues here, Mm -hmm. but to know, okay, I do still, I do still have a plan for how to approach this pregnancy with a healthy mindset and we'll see what happens. Sure. Now um, let's talk about morning sickness. Okay. Do you have it? Do you have it in the morning? Do you have it all the time? I am so happy to say that I do not have um, morning sickness or, you know, nausea or whatever as bad as I did with the twins where I was throwing up at home, throwing up in public. It's pretty terrible. I do have kind of all day nausea. It really sets in about one o'clock in the afternoon. So in the mornings, I feel really great. But about one in the afternoon until bedtime, I just have that low level, like background nausea. I have not thrown up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, I keep kind of trying to remind myself this is good. This means things are, you know, working the way they're supposed to. Yeah. You know, physically, I will say I've been surprised that I I don't feel that different than I did when I, you know, had my first pregnancy in my 20s. Yeah. Um, I'm very tired. I sleep a lot. I mean, most nights you text me at like 8.30, you'll be like, hey, are you awake? <laughs> and then the next morning I'll be like, nope, I went to bed at eight last night. You've always been like that. And every like first trimester of all your pregnancies, you've just been like zapped. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's weird because it's like not more so than when I was younger. So sure. that's been kind of encouraging. Yeah. Um, emotionally, the first few weeks were tough just like Mm -hmm. trying to wrap my mind around it. Mm -hmm. I will say that I'm like, I feel good about it right now. I feel good about being pregnant. And I mean, I do have some fears for sure. Some anxieties. I, one of the main reasons that we were actively trying to avoid getting pregnant again is because I was really reluctant to have a fourth Mm C-section. I do have a very good skilled doctor and I completely trust the facility will be at. I'll be, delivering back at um, Oklahoma Children's Hospital, which is where I had the twins. And mm-hmm. I feel, I do feel a very real sense of comfort in being back in that um, environment. I trust the whole team there. Um, but yeah, I just didn't really want to have another C-section. Um, now, are you considering a VBAC or is that like totally? Oh, no. Not after. Not after. Not after. Okay. 
not after three now. Okay. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I just, besides some little things like that, like, Oh my goodness, I don't, Oh, oh I don't have to do a C-section again. I do at least feel like, well, at least I know how it goes. Right. <laughs> Not my first rodeo. That's for sure. Go back to the hospital. I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice. I think mentally, emotionally, like even spiritually, I do feel like, okay, the twins pregnancy um, and newborn phase was very traumatic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so if getting to do this one more time, and if we do have, you know, just one baby, and if everything again goes as planned, because I realize anything can happen, of course. Yeah. But if we do get to do all of this again, um, that there might be a little, like sense of redemption in terms of getting to really, truly enjoy doing this again and not have the stress and the trauma that the twins um, pregnancy and delivery and early days, early months brought. So in a lot of ways, I emotionally am coming around to seeing this as genuinely being a gift and a blessing and um, um, a wonderfully unexpected um thing to come into our life. So sure. yeah. Okay. Now, as we mentioned before, when, when the baby will be born, Daisy will be 14, mm-hmm. 14. Now, if you could go back and tell, you know, pre-pregnancy Megan, you know, before you had Daisy, like what, what do you wish you you knew f- that first pregnancy that you know now? Oh, I would tell like newly pregnant myself, like, I want you to look me in, in my eyes. <laughs> Let's look in our eyes. <laughs> Make eye contact with yourself. Look in yes. the mirror look and repeat mirror. after me. Chill out. <laughs> I know why you're saying that. <laughs> Because you literally timed everything. Oh, I can't. I almost can't talk about it. It was. Hey, I'll say one thing, and I won't razz you about this. Okay. That like, I found notes in your Bible. Yeah. (laughs) That would say, napped for thirty-two minutes. Yep. Napped in the morning for eighteen minutes. (laughs) I made newborn life with. Daisy way harder. I thought I was doing the right thing. I well, really yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it, I thought that was the right way to do. It. I thought I was doing the way you're supposed to. But I made life a lot harder for myself. But even going back, even before Daisy was born, just like pregnancy, like there are going to be a lot of things. This is what I tell myself. This is what I would tell myself. There will be many things that are truly worth stressing out about. That a lot of this pregnancy stuff is not worth stressing out about. Right. Enjoy the moment. And another thing I would tell myself is not everything is going to be perfect and not everything is going to be the way you imagined it. And that's okay. Make peace with reality. That's the main thing that I would have told myself from the very beginning of becoming a mother, make peace with reality because I get so attached to my expectations and it ends up causing me a great deal of pain. Stress. Stress. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I would say to myself. Chill out. Okay. Good advice. Good advice. 
so Daisy will be 14. The boys will be six. Mm-hmm. Are there any like new like baby gadgets or are you going to buy like a new rocking chair or mm. stuff? That was stuff. one thing that the superstars asked about. Like, did you get rid of all of your stuff? Yes, yeah. sure did. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> And then when you made plans, God said, just kidding. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I have started to kind of look at baby stuff a little bit. The great thing about being pregnant in your 40s and having a lot of kids already is mm-hmm. like we truly, truly do know what we will actually use. Right. Listen, awesomes, I'm not even getting a crib this time. Like we never use a crib. Well, the boys hated their crib. Like oh when my gosh. in the crib, they would just like scream. They- Literally, literally never slept a wink in there. Not a nap, not a nighttime, nothing. Um, Daisy, uh, again, because I was trying to do things the right way. Daisy Mm -hmm. did probably from like six months on until AJ was born. Honestly, she slept in the crib. She's the only one. The firstborn, the only one to use a crib. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we had the twins, we had one of those, uh, we got one of those uh, co-sleepers that like attaches to your bed. The thing is like arms reach co-sleeper. Kyle loved that thing. He was like, we're getting another co-sleeper and they're just going to leave it at that. Perfect. So yeah, we, we do know that we're going to really keep things minimal. I mean, uh, just also by necessity that like we already have a lot of humans in this house mm-hmm. who have a lot of stuff. So we're going to try to keep it super minimal. I will tell you that I have been looking at stuff that they do have for babies now that I did not know about. One thing is called a Babokush. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. B-A-B-O-C-U-S-H. It's supposed to help relieve like gassiness, colic, reflux. It's like a padded, it's like a pillow. Okay. You lay the baby on it, on its tummy, and then you strap it in. It has like a five point soft harness on it. You strap it in and it like moves the baby in the way that like simulates the womb. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. They look like pure wizardry in the best possible way. Yeah. Now it's like $180. (laughs) So I don't know if we're going to actually do that, but just the fact that something like that exists is pretty amazing. So, so we'll see. Did you, but yeah, I've, I've been looking at stuff. I mean, I, like, I know like just, we'll just really pretty much stick to the basics. I do want to get a new baby carrier because I do love to wear a baby, but yeah. I mean, then just like the boring stuff, like car seats and right. All that stuff. So, um, awesomes, if you are in the know about what's awesome for babies right now, please do hit me up because obviously <laughs> I have no idea. Now, I have been wondering, and I think the superstars asked this question, you know, postpartum depression. Yes. That's, that's a four-letter word. Yeah. Self. <laughs> Because obviously, you know, you've shared in the past how you experienced that with the twins. Yes. Is that yeah. something that you're concerned about, that you're going to kind of keep? Yeah. Speaking of making peace with reality, I have really like kind of accepted that I will most likely have to battle through it again. I'm kind of just like setting that expectation. I am not looking forward to that, of course, but I will say I am so thankful that I already have gone through it because I know to be alert and to be aware of it. Right. 
that was a huge part of it with the twins is I just didn't even know I had it for months. I just thought I was really angry about everything all the time. I had no idea that I had postpartum depression. So people around you like Kyle and you know, your friends in Oklahoma city and me like you can recognize. Yes. People, my support system can be alert and aware. I can be alert and aware. I know I can like, because I know it is a possibility that I'll have to deal with it again. I can kind of have like some, um, safeguards, safeguards in place. Sure. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I am nervous about it. I, it was a very difficult, terrible, dark time, Mm -hmm. but in a sense, it's like, okay, I've done it before. I think I know, you know, I know what I'll be facing if we have to go through that again. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, I I bet you some of your listeners are wondering, what does this mean for the future of the Sword Awesome show? Oh. (laughs) Are you still going to do shows? (laughs) Yes, we've even, I mean, yeah, this has been a question. Um, I... I, I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows what could happen in the next few months? Mm-hmm. I hate to like say one thing definitively right. because, I mean, that's the thing about anything that has to do with pregnancy and newborn and big life changes. Who knows what the reality is going to be? Yeah. I don't foresee closing the show completely, mm-hmm. um, although we may take an extended summer break mm-hmm. as you know we kind of get our systems going and... Um, get our feet under us. But you know, when I was thinking back on Emily, I started this show when I had twin toddlers. Yes, you did. <laughs> can you believe and that? Enough, like in none of your shows, can we hear babies in the background? At least none I've listened to. That seems accurate. Yeah. Maybe. I hope that's right. Um, but the twins were newly two-year-olds. Oh. And when this baby is born, mm-hmm. There'll be six. Yep. So that's how much time has gone by. So I'd feel like, okay, if I can make a podcast when I have twin toddlers, yeah. I feel like, okay, yeah, it will be a challenge with a new baby. Things are different in my life now in the sense that I have a much greater piece about um, bringing in outside childcare, either, you know, in a, in a daycare setting or a nanny or something like that, where, mm-hmm. as you know, in the past, I've had some pretty big um, control issues. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I say this now as I'm sitting here, you know, first trimester, but I, I could envision like really letting loose of some of the, that control stuff and bringing in some outside support so that I can continue this work. Yeah. I want to, it's so funny because like, if I feel like if I was doing sort of awesome, just for me, I probably would be like, all right, now I'm about to have five kids. So it's been right. fun, but I'm done. Why an arrow? Yeah, but I feel like for a while, this show in our community, I mean, it has become like about so much more. It's so much bigger. Oh my gosh, yeah. Than, yeah, than just like me and my personal fulfillment. I will say when I started Sword Awesome, I needed Sword Awesome because I needed to, I was like still climbing out and trying to find my sense of purpose and like all kinds of things. It was therapy for me in the beginning for sure. But now it is... I, I love that we have the honor and privilege of keeping people company mm-hmm. on their way through life just by hanging out with them once a week. 
Um, and so unless there's some, you know, pretty dramatic turns that I wasn't expecting, I foresee the show continuing to go on at least for a little while and, and then we'll see what happens. Yay. So is there anything else that you would like the awesomes to know that we haven't talked about? I think we've covered everything. We've been talking for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I will definitely be around to answer questions. I will say this. I will say this. If you are an awesome and you would like to give a gift to me, to my spirit, to my soul, a big encouragement to, to me would be if you have a positive, happy story about either a pregnancy that went wonderfully in 40s, like you yourself or your mother or a friend or whatever, like happy pregnancy in 40s stories. I would love those. I will collect them and treasure them. And, or if you have stories of big gaps <laughs> in sibling ages, like if you, there's like a big age spread and span and it worked out wonderfully and, and you're happy and close with with siblings or, you know, stories of people that had, you know, big gaps in age in their family and everything worked out. Okay. That's the other thing I do that when I feel anxious, those are what my thoughts turn to is like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy to have. I, it's not just crazy for myself that I like have to have my readers on to like read my prenatal. Granny. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, you know, Treating my eye wrinkles and my gray hair and also pregnant. Yeah. Not just that. That's all crazy enough. But then to be like, I'm going to have a, next year I will have a high schooler and a newborn (laughs) and kids all the way in between. And. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. So anyway, if you have happy stories about that, any awesome encouragement you can send my way on social media or wherever, I would happily receive that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's always a joy talking to you. This has been so fun. This has been so fun. Emily, bless her heart. We were scheduled to do this episode and we were going to, oh my gosh, this is, this is priceless. We were going to talk about middle children, mm-hmm. which Emily is, mm-hmm. and we are going to have to bump that topic, which is like the most, it's like peak middle child. Right. <laughs> Great. Now I get ignored again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> full weight of that just now hit me. Which, I'm so sorry. Which middle child of yours do I sound like right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which one. Um, oh. So sorry. We are going to talk about middle children eventually. I'm sort sure. of awesome because I very much want to, but <laughs> thank you for um, coming in and helping me to share this happy yes. news with our awesome community. So, so Okay. Yes. Awesome. I w- and everybody always loves to have you, um, hear you on the show again. Oh, I'm good. so glad that you're back. Um, as a quick reminder, uh, if people do want to uh, talk with you, maybe commiserate your middle child woes <laughs> or whatever, just talk about anything. Um, where can we find you when you're not on Sort of Awesome? I am on Instagram at Emily34331. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then also Emily is super active in the Sword Awesome Hangout group. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely tag her over there. Um, just as a reminder, you can find me on social media at Sword of Awesome Meg. You can find this show over on Twitter at Sword of Awesome Pod. You can find us anytime at facebook.com slash Sword of Awesome. You guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for letting us trust this happy news to you. And we will see y'all next time. 
Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.